Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. from home when your office could be in Yellowstone and right now Mello would like to be in Yellowstone 2021 <laughs> is the year to rediscover the outdoors at Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Got it. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. This morning, Mello has had quite the morning, so we're trying to make it him laugh. It might be the first time I've ever been on camera or podcast, and I'm actively irritable. Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute. So doesn't happen I got, very often. I got a laugh. I feel like so there were some Bleacher Report days, Mello, where we would both be in the office like, I don't want to fucking do this today. <laughs> so Usually I had buffer time between like being irritable yeah. and pushing record. Then you guys were both like early. It's like, oh, okay. So now I've yeah, already of, of had all a days. shitty morning and now I things know, are of, happening early. Of all days. And I feel bad. We are trying something new, guys. I don't know if you're able to tell or not. We're not really sure, but we are recording on a new system. <laughs> Hope, no, hopefully you are able to tell that the video oh, yeah, quality true, is better. True, true. So yeah. don't say that. Um, but um, we are trying a few new things to make the quality of the show more viewable. Um, and so you can see Mello's irritable face, which actually now he seems like he's in a relatively good mood because we've gotten to laugh twice. I have a twice. resting bitch face anyway. So <laughs> That's true. I, I have known him. I've known him his whole life, and there are days where I'm like, I think he actually hates me. Nope, he just uh, has a resting bitch face. Lately, I haven't been able to tell if Mello's kidding. Like, I don't know if you saw in our text yesterday. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are you doing that Mello thing, or are you serious? Like, I don't know. No, I, I usually I feel that kidding. way about both of you. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I know I'm confusing. Yes. Yes. Matt, Your anyway, two best you wanna... friends are like. Yes, you're very confusing sometimes. <laughs> I'm just going to plug our lovely sponsor, uh, Manscaped, where you can save 20% off by using promo code 2guys20. They are the presenting sponsor of this wonderful podcast, so make sure you're checking them out. It's almost pool season, so time mm -hmm. to clean up. Yeah, ladies. Ladies as well. Make sure it's... Lake season, beach season. Oh, lake season. Shorts Love season. Ooh. It's just short season. in lakes. You can't swim in lakes, is that what you just said? Oh, you don't swim. Well, so you can't swim in anything. <laughs> <laughs> in the bathtub, maybe. Today, Paige. Look at this guy. Oh, He's irritable and he can't swim. No, I'm all just right, kidding. I don't, all right. I don't swim I'm... in lakes. They're filthy, dirty, and I don't do it. Okay. She's going to hit you with like that, but have you ever been to Tahoe? <laughs> yeah, like, no, no I've been cold. to Stockton. That lake right? is always cold. <laughs> yeah. 
That lake is always cold, so I wouldn't say that. But um, guys, there is no shortage of NFL news. There's shortage of gas. There's a shortage of, of Chick-fil-A sauce, but there is no shortage of news. Um, five minutes after we were done recording our last show, Tim Tebow signed with the Jags. Right. Um, I honestly, when it first happened, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he'll be back. It'll be another, like, Tim Tebow thing, kind of like the baseball thing where, like, he brought attention right. to teams and got people in stands. So that's cool. But I think your number one overall pick would do that anyway. And then it, like, turned really quickly into people being very upset about this signing. How did you guys feel about it? Sorry, Mel, you go first. Was- like just not interesting at all. I think this is Urban Meyer probably giving his guy a little bit of a favor and giving him a roster spot. I think a lot of people forget this time of year, just because you sign a guy doesn't mean he's going to actually play for you on Sundays when the season starts. Mm -hmm. This is like a tryout. This is an experiment where you're going to have a 90-man roster. Tim Tebow, essentially, he gets another tryout. Like they've already given him a little bit of a tryout, looked at him and said, yeah, sure. That's good enough to put on a 90 man roster. Uh, I honestly think that no matter what he did in that workout, Urban Meyer was going to put him on the 90 man roster. But I, I don't think this is something that we're going to be talking about during the season. I mean, he hasn't played football in nine years. He, I, he was a great college football player. I think we forget how slow he actually was. Yes. I ran four seven yes. uh, like 12 years ago. Uh, that doesn't cut it in the NFL anymore. Not at tight end. Like, I don't care what kind of tight end position you're playing. He's probably in like a 4.8, 4.85 range now. Maybe he's 33 years old. Now, he's not the biggest guy. We looked at him at quarterback. He's like, oh, my God, he's a beast. 6'3", 245 is small. 4.8 is yeah. slow. And he can't catch. Like, it's a, it's a cool little story. Enjoy it while you can because there's no way he's making the active roster. Man, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like to play? Jesus Christ, Mello's <laughs> just like water on the dreams <laughs> all over. Um, I agree with everything my man just said, and I'm not just trying to make him happier today, <laughs> although that would be great too. Um, I don't, that was my takeaway. It's like, do we forget this dude was a slow quarterback? Like, he was always yeah. kind of a heavy plotting runner. This is not Lamar Jackson who was running away from people, you know, like, or like Michael Vick, who, was running away from people. I was trying to even think of like another athletic quarterback. Those two are both good enough throwers, obviously to make it, but like, this is not like some fast dude out there. Who's like, yeah, maybe if we change positions. He'd be great. You know, it's not Tommy Frazier back at Nebraska in the day or Scott Frost or whatever. Right. This is a, a heavy power run quarterback. So like my thing though, and I know we talked about this yesterday together, Mello is like, this is, this is Urban Meyer's team. If he wants to do it, he can do it. I don't understand why everybody's so upset about it. But at the other hand, I don't understand why anybody's so excited about it. I view it with just like massive indifference. And I do, I get it that the players were like, he's going to get a job, but Kaepernick isn't. If Jim Harbaugh took an NFL head coaching job, guess what? Colin Kaepernick will probably have a job again. So I view this as just like, you know what? I'll come play receiver and I'll be a six foot five receiver. He might have an opportunity there. Yeah. Or, I mean, who knows with the NFL, but I, I kind of hate that this season is four months away and we're talking about Tim Tebow. I know we have to, cause people want to hear our thoughts on it, but like people like this, if we just didn't give them attention, they would kind of go away. And but I understand also, that's the whole like crux of our industry, but like the guy made the 90 man roster, like, okay, but cool. Is it, it's also like, not even like if someone were to offer one of you the opportunity to be on an NFL team, would you do it? Because like, it's not even about right. like 
I wouldn't because you know I, mean? I don't want to die. Well, okay. So. Imagine you were built like Tim Tebow and you were athletic yeah. enough to, and big enough, I guess, or small, I guess, as Melo said. Wow. But um, I'm just saying, like, I, I hate that people are getting so mad at Tim Tebow. Like, if I was given the opportunity to go do something like this, like, I would take it. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. he go if he was given the opportunity? Why, like, maybe we should be a little bit more upset with, you know, Urban and the NFL for letting things like this happen. If we're worried about other players not being able to get opportunities, that's a then thing. Not a Tim, but a lot of people were. Yeah, a lot I of don't... people were like, "Oh, again, here you go." It's like, it's not his fault that I don't know that people want him to be around. And also, I I saw that someone was like, "This is a locker room move." It's like I don't really think that this is going to be a positive locker room move. I remember thinking no. that in the beginning, and then being like, "Eh, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not." Well, I think you've yeah. seen the way a lot of people have reacted to it. Uh, there are a lot of players that aren't happy, and now I can't talk. So, great day. Yep. Uh, but I, I'm curious. I don't think we'll be worrying about this one too long. I don't fault Tebow. Uh, I don't fault Urban Meyer either. I mean, and just bring him in, see what he's got. If it's not good, I'm sure that, well, he should be cut. But as far as, like, taking a roster spot, like, guys do this all the time. You know, mm-hmm. he, Blake Bortles just signed with the Packers. Like, nobody's in an uproar about that. Like, oh, hey, Blake Bortles will, actually sucks in the NFL, but he's taking a young quarterback spot. Like, nobody cares. We will get to that, Melo. Don't you dare talk shit <laughs> about jump, Blake Bortles. Don't yet. jump okay. ahead. Uh, yeah, right? don't read the rundown. Jeez, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're getting on it. No, but I, I sort of blame Urban. This is, like, you just drafted the number one overall pick. You have Trevor Lawrence, who's, like, this stud who's been the chosen one since he was in high school. Like, why do you need this sort of distraction? Because that's, I, in my opinion, right. that's what it is, is a distraction. So I honestly, yeah. I blame him more for that because if I were Trevor, I would be kind of, I mean, obviously Trevor Lawrence doesn't get mad at anybody, but I think I would be a little annoyed. It's like, I feel like this is a, a ploy to get people to talk about them, to care about them. And it's, it seems a little. Can like I twilight zone it? Sure. Maybe Tebow will take the pressure and attention off of Trevor Lawrence. So they're actually making that's it a little fair. easier for the number one pick because he's not in the spotlight because you got touchdown Jesus with his eye black and his muscles. So so I have to say this though, because I feel like there's not that much pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I know that sounds stupid because he was the number one overall pick, but like if he has a rough year, like everyone's gonna be like, Oh, finally he sort of had a like misstep. You know what I mean? Cause he really hasn't had one. So I feel like everyone's going to give him a pass if he's, I mean, he, I think Obviously, it helps he that he's to going to Jacksonville. To get better, but I don't think there's that expectation. Maybe it's because I've become a little bit more realistic about how good these players should be and what we should be expecting yeah. of them. But I personally think that like he'll he'll be fine no matter what. I know it sounds weird, but that's that's my theory. No, I mean I do think going think to Jacksonville is a big part of that too. All right, guys, a team that um, I love very very much might be leaving me, um, and you guys were so sweet. To reach out to make sure I was okay. Um, when news broke that the Oakland Athletics um, are potentially looking at places to leave because it's been a lot of years when we've been trying to build a new ballpark and the MLB and the organization is a little upset with the city of Oakland that it hasn't happened. So if this latest um, proposal is not approved, they can move to other places like Las Vegas or Nashville or Charlotte. Um, 
I, there were a lot of people that tagged you guys to say, make sure Paige is okay. There were a lot of people that reached out to me. I am okay, guys. This is sort of expected because it's been years of, I will clarify the, the okay part. Um, they laughed because I'm not okay. It's been years of like back and forth between the city and the club. So I'm just like, I kind of expected this to be the case. There's always been a rumor that they would leave. There's been an NBA team that moved to San Francisco. There was a, a football team that moved to Vegas. It makes sense that a baseball team is going to leave eventually, especially the one that's had has had so much trouble trying to build a new ballpark. So um, I was, it's sad because I love the A's. You guys know that if you listen to this podcast, I really do love them. And I like, that's where I fell in love with sports. But like, I also want what's best for the organization. And I don't know if staying in Oakland is best for the organization. I would love, at this point, I would love for them to figure it out. But it just seems like there's just too much political stuff going on um, and not enough transparency on the A's end um, in the front office to make it work. But, yeah, I was a little hostile towards you guys, and I apologize, but the news had Did just you, broken. What did you say? I don't remember. No, a I didn't. A little s- hostile? <laughs> because you guys were even. Leave me alone. Well, Fuck I was like, off. leave me alone. I actually don't. <laughs> well, that's after I said that after Mello was like, I heard that ballpark Tanchini. And I told you guys, I love that place. Like, it's such a, like, special place in my heart, and I am very emotionally attached to that team and that place, even though it's not the greatest place to be. But I am a, this is good advice for any future boyfriends or husbands. It has been, And that, that, that I'm not someone who like, like, like if I see the news, like I don't want to talk about it right away. Like I need a moment because I do get really like, I react Uh really quickly and get very emotional about it. So that's why you guys got the reaction. It was like 30 seconds after I found out and Mello was trolling me. So there's that. I'm sure that everybody on Twitter who is like tagging all three of us, Mary, oh, check on page. That doesn't help. (laughs) Mm-mm. at all nope so i think it's sweet i think it's sweet for my sake for matt's sake we can right. probably just stop like we will Leave check us on page <laughs> if anything happens because yeah. i think you like see the notifications start to come through me and matt send a text and yeah. then by then <laughs> yeah. you're just like nope done talking about it I is really it to just the point to where people. news will break and you'll then text us like you know we're gonna text you like yeah. because mm-hmm. you've kind of jinxed yourself lately with some things and so like you, which you guys need to start doing that shit to me. Like when Trey Lance was the pick, y'all should have just been all over my mentions. I'm, no. I'm really surprised you weren't. Because here's so. here's why. Here's why I will say this because sometimes I think people on Twitter don't think we're joking with each other, and they think it's okay to like say things to yeah. one of us and troll. Like I'm not gonna make it. Like sometimes I make it worse for Matt or Mello, but. I also know that some people will take that seriously and like troll. Like I was gonna troll you about the Aaron Rodgers thing that went viral when you were like getting all upset and calling him a petulant child because I didn't agree with that take and that was just the clip that was on the internet so I was gonna say something but I realized that too the the Green Bay fans are packing it on more that I was gonna be like who is this guy and why is he whatever Green Bay like, fans were very supportive actually they were like yeah he kind of yeah, nailed it I saw a lot of them that were I saw I a lot that were not that. I saw a lot yeah. of them were not well, I speak. expected that yeah look same. at us being the optimist I, I know right? right this is I want to <laughs> Before we move on to the Packers, I want to say one thing about the A's situation. Two things, actually. Okay. I did not notice until I saw a photo of the stadium how far the stands are from the action. Mm -hmm. There's a solid 25 yards between the third baseline and the stands. And the same with home plate. That is an enormous amount of space. Why don't they move the bleachers up? I I don't understand. Because it's known for that. I like that. It's deep foul territory. Really? You get a lot of outs. In, yeah, you get a lot of outs in foul territory. 
at your home place? I yeah. guess. I'd like to see the fucking game if I'm paying no, that much I mean, to sit there. I mean, you can see it. You can see it. I'm getting old. I need to be closer, right? <laughs> I need to be in on the action. <laughs> Sounds like a you uh, problem. Secondarily, I do think it's absolute horse shit that we as taxpayers are expected to fund these stadiums mm-hmm. that we then have to pay to park at and yeah. go to. So mm-hmm. I kind of understand, like here in Missouri, the people in St. Louis were like, actually, no, we're not paying for another stadium. You have one. Also, you're a billionaire. Fund the stadium yourself. I I think there needs to be something done about this where taxpayers are expected to fund these four and five billion dollar stadiums. And this it just goes on your property taxes, stadium, right? By the way, twelve billion dollar baseball stadium. Fuck that. Nobody even watches this sport anymore. That's well, stupid. Well, and here's the <laughs> other, here's the other part of it is that to your point. If the A's were willing to build a new stadium where their stadium is now, so Oracle and and the Coliseum are right next to each other where the Warriors used right. to play. If they bulldoze that area and build up that area, I think taxpayers would be more likely to because of the fact that BART, literally our public transportation, drops you off right there. They were going to yeah. have to have shuttles and a a um no. like weird new system that they were going to build to get people to the uh, Coliseum via public transportation. But that's one of the best parts about A's games is that it literally drops you and you walk across a bridge and you are there at the Coliseum. So yeah. I think part of it is like, and I agree with you. I don't think that, you know, the A's have set this up to be the best situation for the people of Oakland and the people of California to be paying for this stuff. But it's, it is also another thing where it's like, okay, maybe build up the areas around it. I think that's part of what they need to be willing to do. And I think if they would stick to that, but they've said, we're not going to build where the Coliseum is. That's not an option. We're not doing it. So, I, I mean, I think it's more likely that they move than not. I don't think that the politicians are going to be tricked in. At this point, we've held off so long. I don't think they're going to be tricked in to paying for this this stadium. It feels to me like if I, I bought a house a couple of years ago, right? So I, I paid for it. I bought this house. It would be like me be like, you know what? I want a bigger house now. So everyone who's ever come to my house and everyone who lives in the area that my house is based in, we're going to raise your taxes so that I can have a bigger house. You own the fucking team. If you want a new stadium, build a new stadium. Why? Why should we? Like that's the biggest fleece in America right now is that taxpayers just get – they just get handed this bill basically because you want to have a team in your area, in your city – it's like, well, what are we going to do? Like, like y'all ain't paying enough in property taxes out there already, by the way. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that the bill gets passed down to the public and they're still going to charge you $75 to park at this game. And they're still going to charge you raised ticket prices every year. Like, it's just absolute bullshit that like we as a population are okay with this. And there's yeah. nothing we can do about it well, because people- everybody wants to keep a team in their city. And it, yeah, well, and people also say like, oh, well, if you build it, like the money will come because the the stadium, they're like, oh, sports teams bring in money. And actually there was like an economist at Stanford that was like, no, that's actually not true. Like it, sports teams do not actually bring in the revenue that you think they bring in. So I think there's a lot of things to be said. And I'm sad that like our front office can't figure it out. And Um, especially because the product on the field has gotten so much better the last couple of years and continues to be good and you want to make money. I get it. It's a business. I totally get it. But that's the other part of it that I understand is like, this is a business. So if they want to leave and go to a city that's going to appreciate them and be willing to fund it or have the space to do it, that's the other problem is there's not a lot of places here you can decide because half of, of the Bay Area is designated for Giants territory and they won't let us build there. So like, 
there's just so much that goes into this. So we might as well move somewhere where they want us there. And I will follow the team and be an A's fan no matter where they are. Maybe you guys should move to Santa Clara. Like the Niners. You know? <laughs> all right. I mean, all right. Let, fuck it. Who speaking cares? of football, um, Blake Bortles signed with the Green Bay Packers. And you guys, this was funny because the CBS Sports Twitter account just took it to a whole new level by tweeting the fact that Blake Bortles has the same amount of playoff wins as Aaron Rodgers since like 2017 or something like that. Amazing. I I mean, absolutely hilarious. But what do you guys think of this? What does this say about the Aaron Rodgers situation? If anything at all, I don't think it says anything. I think you need camp arms, you know, it's like, it's the same thing as other, other teams adding a fourth quarterback or what, like you need camp arms. Yeah. You just need another veteran backup in there for a camp arm, or maybe you want to keep Jordan Love as the third quarterback still. Or maybe, you know, Aaron Rodgers, if he does get shipped off, you have Bortles in there, that'd be a shitty, shitty situation. But and Bortles uh, does know that offense, at least, because he yeah. was with Hackett I mean, if you're bringing in Blake Bortles, and that's like, okay, we can get rid of Rodgers now, then the GM <laughs> does need fired. You got bigger problems. Can you imagine? I see yeah. it as just a backup quarterback being signed. Uh, no big deal. I see it, too, as, like, because Blake Borders is, like, a pretty likable guy. Like, kind of like what people were saying about the Jags. This could be – this also could be a locker room move because you're not bringing in a quarterback that could cause any sort of issue because there's already enough issues not there. Not a petulant <laughs> child, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. which I think Who is a little that? dramatic. Yeah, a little dramatic. But, no, I think it could be just a good thing because he seems like a really likable guy, and everywhere he's been, people really enjoy him. So I don't think – in terms of off the field. I mean, on the field, yes, some places. Well, and no matter who the quarterback is, whether it is Rodgers or it's Jordan Love, they could come in and throw three interceptions in a game, and the fans aren't going to be like, oh, well, time to put in Bortles. And they're going <laughs> to be just fine with whoever the starter is. Yeah. <laughs> Very it's true. It's a sa- safety net. But it was just fun to be able – because my younger brother is a Packer fan, and so I immediately texted him and was like, hey, did you see? And sent him that tweet as well. I love the trolling. You the trolling was nice. You didn't know that my brother was a Packers know. fan? I've said that on the like show Maybe before, I've heard that. He looks like a Packers fan, so I should have known. He looks like he's he from does. Wisconsin. He looks like he plays he like, like a right tackle. Right? <laughs> right? Like, if that kid's not from Wisconsin, he's from Minnesota. I understand you live in Arizona. you're seven and blonde, you're a Viking. He's six foot yeah, eight. Right? Almost six nine. Even better. You guys, okay, Even I'm gonna go off. Viking. I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent. He came over the summer and he's using the Peloton. And it's so funny to see like how high the bike ha- the seat has to go from like where I sit oh, and where bet. he sits. It is, is it a taller than you? Huge adjustment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The bike seat itself actually just comes up to my head. But I want to like, climb up it. Yeah. Put it on your TikTok page of you trying to get on the bike at Blake's setting. Blake's. <laughs> That's actually great. a great idea. I, I literally, I was like, okay, are you okay? Because it's just so high. I was like, okay, don't fall. Just be, he's like, I'm fine. Jeez. But yeah, no, that was pretty entertaining. Um, Something that was not entertaining. Wow. There's a lot of good transitions today in our, our episode. Um, I've been told they're not good if you call them out. So, yeah, no, nope. I don't know. I, I, that was me that called, said that. Damn it. Anyway. Um, there was a viral video of two young children doing a football drill and one of them just getting absolutely obliterated and everyone around them just sort of laughed and videotaped it. Um, and I mean, this was absolutely horrible. Like we have enough problems. Like I understand that football is like not the safest sport and there are things that you're risking, blah, blah, blah. But this was practice. There was no need for this. And the fact that someone, an adult, 
like thought that this was okay to like record and like laugh and no one checked on the kid after he took the hit was just like absolutely horrible. And like, I refused to like retweet that video because I was like, I can't have this circulating. I saw it so many times that it just made me more mad each time. And I told Mel this, like, if that were my child, like those coaches would need some help because yep, I'd be on the field. Yeah, that there's no excuse. Like, I understand football is like a tough sport and blah, blah, blah. That was like literally not okay. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it, I'm sure you've seen it. Like, it was it's everywhere. It yeah. was everywhere. There's little Titans players. Yeah. And I had NFL Hall of Famers because I retweeted it. And, you know, she's like, this is irresponsible. It's disgusting. I had NFL Hall of Famers being like, that's messed up. And, you know, guys yeah. like saying, that's why my children weren't allowed to play tackle football. Not because the sport is dangerous. It is. But because youth coaches and there are definitely good youth coaches out there but a lot of youth coaches are irresponsible they don't know what they're doing and they as we saw those coaches were laughing and yeah not even to mention that that drill was set up for that kid to fail i mean he couldn't see where the runner was coming from i've never seen a drill like that i mean i ran through angle tackling drills in my day but you could always see the runner he was at such a disadvantage like it's like a blindside hit coming in the runner had an angle where he could build up speed. It's just, it wasn't a fair drill at all. Like you're setting that up basically for that kid to get trucked. And it's unfortunate. And I don't know when that video was taken. I'm going to imagine the kid who did get run over, like just to also, this is me being a parent. Imagine that little kid now has to be for the rest of his life. He's the kid who got blown up on Twitter by somebody like yep. the damage that that alone is going to do to that kid. It's just so unfair. And I, I have a seven-year-old who has expressed interest in football, but like here they play tackle football at that age and I'm not going to let him do it. And if that means that when he gets to junior high, he's not going to be in the system or whatever, like, cool. It's not that important to me. You know, like there are other sports yeah. he can play and enjoy because I'm not going to have my seven-year-old getting a concussion or, you know, rocked by some idiot coach who doesn't know how to run a proper drill. Yep. Sadly, yeah. there's way too many of those guys. I mean, I've coached young kids before, not that young, but you know, sometimes you see a kid who's really good on your team and he gets paired up because usually as a coach, you just say, all right, two lines. And then whatever happens, you know, whoever's paired up is paired up. It'd been really easy for one of those coaches to be like, Hey, actually come here. Let's go over this drill and then let's get an equal pairing. And you don't even have to call the kids out. It's just, it's very frustrating for me to watch that as a parent, as a guy who's coached football, as a fan of the game, because now you've probably ruined the game of football for this child. Uh, a kid who came into practice was excited about playing, and now he probably doesn't want to anymore because he got his bell ring. And it, it really does suck. And I, I kind of even feel bad for the other kid in the video, too, because he's also going to have to live with that. When really, like these parents should be put on blast. Whoever those yep. coaches are, they need banned from their youth football league. They should never be able to coach again. And I would even like say, you can't come to the games. Like, I'm sorry. Get out of here. It's so irresponsible. Like the guy who turns and he's laughing. And, you know, somebody else saw this drill happening. And they saw that pairing of what looked like a pretty good player and maybe a kid who was a little undersized. And he pulled his phone out to record it. Like, that's a really bad look. And I think something needs to happen with these coaches. Yeah. I mean, like you guys said, we don't really know the the source of it or where they're at or what's going on. But I, I mean, and the other part of this was like, as someone who like did not play football, I like, I obviously know what is a good hit and a bad hit and all of those things and what you're taught mm -hmm. just from being around the sport for so long. But like to hear so many people be like, this was wrong, who like actually played the sport. Yeah, because well, so many times. Hit. 
because so yeah. many times like when we talk about like concussions or the things that happen to your brain post playing career all those things a lot of people will come to the defense of the sport and this was like no this was a unanimous like this is bullshit this should have not happened so i'm glad maybe maybe this saves some kids from the positive could be maybe this saves some kids from having that same experience because of the fact that so many people were like, this is wrong, you shouldn't do that. And maybe it'll make one person at least think, hey, maybe we should figure this out and do it in a safer way. Um, but yeah, no, just wanted to mention that because I feel like I, it just was awful. And I hope if you guys haven't seen it and you see it, go condemn it on the internet. That'll be a good thing. Um, Basically, back, yeah. Back, back to pro football. Um, Teddy Bridgewater did an interview and said that the Carolina Panthers did not practice two-minute drills or red zone. What do you guys make of this? And I mean, I know he's gone now, but do you think that's such a strange thing for a team not to practice? It's very strange. It's very, oh, very I strange. I have a prime example of it. Go look at when the Panthers played the Chiefs. They were in that game and they could have won it. And they had like a four minute drill left, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, but you could tell like they had not practiced that situation. They were not prepared for it because the Chiefs were playing like shit that game. Uh, defensively and the yep. Panthers when they got the ball back I thought oh man like they they could come back and they could win this game but you could tell they were not prepared for that situation so as soon as I saw you know, the clip and I read a little bit about it, it it made a lot of sense and I immediately thought back to that Panthers Chiefs game because the Panthers weren't ready and I know that Joe Brady's supposed to be like the next up-and-comer he might want to just be like you know what Teddy Bridgewater is right I do need to do a better job of this, getting my guys prepared for the like, two very important situations, the red zone and two-minute yep. drill. Like, you just you have to practice those things. So, Matt, before you chime yeah, in, I just I... wanted to ask a question. Um, do you guys think that in that situation, like a quarterback is in the right to be like, hey, this is my offense. I would like to practice these things so we're prepared because it does reflect on him and it does affect him. I wouldn't say it like that, but I would well, say yes. more like, <laughs> hey, I've offense. been in the – Right. Yeah, I probably don't do that. Uh, for Bridgewater, it would be more like, I've been in the NFL for six seasons. Like, this is kind of an important thing to practice. You know, it's an important thing to install. I could see Joe Brady, like, being a little naive maybe and thinking like, oh, we're just going to run our plays in the red zone. So what we run at the 50, we're going to run at the 20. But you definitely need to practice the two and four minute. So I'm really surprised by that. Like, Matt Rule's been a head coach for a long time. I know Joe yeah. Brady had never been an offensive coordinator before. Uh, he was just an offensive assistant at LSU. But you would think he like was with the Saints and saw that. So that's really surprising to me. That's such a minor thing to overlook. Yeah, it seemed very strange. But I also really appreciated Teddy talking about also that situation there. And like when the season ended, he was like, hey, I'm a big boy. Like, I know this is a business. Let me know what what we're going to do. I was like, yeah, dang, that is very mature. <laughs> I think we need to praise the quarterbacks that are being very mature about their situations, even though he was put in a shitty situation for real. Um, right. So, um, yeah, I'm glad that he, he mentioned that and we were able to hear about that because it is interesting. Like you guys said, the Joe Brady experiment is going to be a very interesting one over the next few years just because his rise was so, so quick that um, it should be interesting. But we are going to take a little bit of a break and then come back and talk about what NFL games we're excited about because we have the schedule. Let's go. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We're back, guys, and we are going to talk about our favorite NFL games that we're looking forward to this season since the schedule came out. And, Matt, I'm going to have you go first this time. I just freaked myself out because I knew I was – like, I'm texting. I'm on my phone. and But with the new camera setup, you can't see it. So I looked up expecting to see myself texting, and I wasn't, and it was just really creepy. So that was weird. Sorry for the creepy face. I'll put my phone down now. Anyway, the games that I'm most excited for – I got in a, a little later today, and so Mello beat me to a couple, so thanks, Mello. Uh, so I'll start here. Chiefs versus Bills Week 5, a rematch of the AFC Championship game, but we actually get to see a healthy Chiefs team against a Bills team that I think made a lot of improvements, getting Gregory Russo, Boogie Basham. The defense should be a lot better. So I'm very excited for those two matchups just to see the development of Josh Allen, the development of the Chiefs offensive line to this point. I think by week five, like week one could be a fluke, right? You can come out and look really hot. Why week five, I feel like we kind of know who teams are. So this will be maybe one of the best games of the year, actually. So very excited for that. Second one, Browns at Ravens week 12. And I, it's still new to me to be excited to watch a Cleveland Browns game. But I, I've said a lot, and I know Melo said this too, I don't know where this team's weakness is. They're really, really loaded at every position. And if we continue to see, if we see the year two bump for Baker Mayfield and the Kevin Stefanski offense, and let's remember last year, they looked that good with no preseason, very little time before the year to get ready. I think we're going to see a much better Cleveland Browns offense this year, more explosive. Odell Beckham Jr. returns. They had a great draft. They plugged holes that didn't even exist. Like they just added great depth. So Browns at Ravens. And for the Ravens, you know, they've rebuilt their offensive line this offseason, which was a huge issue last year. Everyone wants to point the finger at Lamar Jackson. The inability to run the ball last year was huge. I think we see a lot more J.K. Dobbins this year. They drafted Rashad Bateman. That should be a much better offense. So that game is like one I would love to go to, actually, if we can make that happen. Uh, and then finally, the battle of the petulant children, the Seahawks at <laughs> Packers, Week 10. Who are the quarterbacks going to be? You I don't think know. by it Week 10 be... that they're still going to have Aaron Rodgers on their team? I... No, I know John, uh, your cousin, John Kuhn is like, oh, I know Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come back. And you got other people who are like, I don't think he is. I have no idea uh, at all. I don't even have a hunch to play. I don't know. Um, I just feel like we have to make fun of the fact that these two teams play and both their quarterbacks have been whiny about everything. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited for that aspect of it. Also, two very good football teams. Very good teams. I mean, that could be your NFC title preview. To be fair, Russ has not actually complained that much. Like, I feel bad putting them together in one because Aaron's He came out with a list of teams he would be okay going to. <laughs> I, but that's, like, 
like, not like he pretty but, out and, there. But has he has any this Aaron Rodgers story like continues to go on? Like the Russ one was just like, okay, this is what he's yeah. thinking. They probably talked about it, fixed it, and it was done. Aaron I, is so like not wanting agree. to talk and have a conversation. But I think part of that is as well because when Russ's list came out, Deshaun Watson was not in legal trouble. And so it was like, would you rather have Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? So I think the Deshaun Watson trade demand superseded the Russell Wilson list, basically. That's fair. But I still think that we're talking about it more because Aaron won't have a conversation and Russ did probably have a conversation with his organization. Well, and Russell Wilson's just kind of like up there. Like Seattle's just like up there. They We don't even know what they do. <laughs> like, is it Canada? Is it not Canada? And then with Aaron Rodgers, it's like, it's oh not. my God, he's secretly engaged. He doesn't talk to his family. It's the drama of the repeat situation with him and Brett Favre. Like, it's a better story than Russell Wilson, like, loves Jesus, visiting kids in the hospital, and nanobubbles. I don't know. There's no controversy there. He's corny. And calling himself Mr. Unlimited. God, I hate that so much. <laughs> I kind of forgot so about the thing. Thanks, Paige. I'm always yep, going to bring that back. stuff up. All right, Mello. Okay, what Mello. Games are, what games are you excited about? My first one, uh, it, it's going to come off kind of homery, but I don't care. No. Week one, I, I think this is the best one on the, the schedule. Uh, Chiefs hosting the Browns. The Browns played very well in Arrowhead last year. Uh, Chad Henney saved the Kansas City Chiefs. I do think that Baker Mayfield can take that second-year leap. Uh, in this offense, I know he's been in the league longer, but I, that's a damn good Browns team. I know I got pegged as this guy who's like, oh, he hates the Browns, he hates Baker Mayfield, whatever. I do hate Baker Mayfield, true. but I know that they're good <laughs> on the field. And I know that he has a lot of potential to be even better than he was last year with Stefanski. So game number one, I'm very excited about that one. I, I even kind of trolled and poked some fun at some Browns fans yesterday. I've already got some in my DMs. Uh, a lot of people asking if we're going to be at that game. We'll see. Ticket prices are um, a little bit up there, but I'm I'm very excited about that game, not just because it's a, a Chiefs thing. You can actually donate to our podcast if you want. <laughs> yeah. our link. Right? So if you would like to donate for tickets, That's that true. is totally allowed. You can give donations to our podcast. That is actually possible in there's a link. I forgot um, about that. Yeah, so yeah, you, you can definitely. To, if you want us to be at a game. Game, donate, donate. Five dollars a person. Four tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Just raffle them off. Yeah, exactly. You can come with us. How about that? It's like a silent auction. Yeah, we'll pick someone. But anyway. All right, uh, next game for me is week four. We get to see Tom Brady back in New England, and I think it's going to be really cool to see what the fans do. I I think it'll be mixed. I I think a lot of people will cheer him and respect what he did there, and a lot of people will be pissed off that he left. And another, like, game within the game, Belichick versus Brady. We've never seen the greatest defensive mind in football go against Tom Brady. And he got to see a lot of Brady. So I think if there's anybody that can stop him slowing down, Belichick can. And I do want to see what he does with that Tampa Bay offense. And honestly, I think the rest of the league does too. It's like, how do we slow these guys down? What do we do about all these receivers? What do we do about this great offensive line? Hopefully, old Wild Bill figures it out in week four so my Chiefs don't have to worry about it in the Super Bowl because that's what I'm really gearing for here. In my last game, uh, Bills at Bucks. I really like this Bills team. I know you guys both do too. I want to see what they do this season. And honestly, not as a, a homer, I know that this could be a Super Bowl preview. 
with the Bills yeah. and the Bucks. That uh, Bills defense, they really ramped up pass rushers, uh, getting after Tom Brady. And you have the best corner in the game going up against these receivers. I think it's going to be a really exciting game and a test for Josh Allen too, that Tampa Bay defense and how he can handle that early in the season. Did you just call Trey White the best corner in the game? Woo. Probably. I, I think he's up there. He's top at two least. or three. I just like Jalen Ramsey's probably Jalen Ramsey, the best in yeah. the game. But yeah. Yeah. I love Trey White. I, I do think he's Same. one of the best corners in the league. Well, uh, one thing fact, real quick guys. on your game two, do you think Belichick and Brady shake hands? Because you know they're no. both not good at that. Yeah. No. Yeah, like when Tom I, I mean, didn't Brady shake was Nick getting Cole's roasted hand. last year. Yeah. He didn't yeah, shake right? Nick Foles' hand. I so, was so pissed. Yeah. I was so pissed. That was disrespectful. Why? <laughs> Nick Foles stole a Super Bowl a from Super... Tom Brady. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, bitch, get away from me. Oh, no. If <laughs> he I wouldn't do that to anyone else. If that was Aaron Rodgers, if it was anyone else, he would have shook his hand. He was disrespectful because it was Nick Foles. I don't want to talk he about it. I don't want to talk by about. a goofy backup who's think... only good in one city. Whatever, I would be the same dude. fucking way. Same it's way. W Wait is until a we w. can actually be around A Super Bowl again? MVP is still Watch a Super me. Bowl MVP, okay? <laughs> Um, yeah. I want to mention something. How's that as working well. out for him now? He's QB it's, three in Chicago. He has so much money and doesn't even have to play football. I don't know. It's working out fine for him, I think. Seven rings. So why does Tom have to care? He's better. It doesn't matter. You don't need to do that. Petty That's bullshit. what makes Tom Brady Grow so up. great. Is he still pissed off that a okay. backup quarterback beat him in the Super Bowl? That's why he's Tom Brady. You think Michael Jordan would shake Isaiah Thomas's hand on the street right now? He'd punch him in the face. Like, I have a That's what makes these guys great. If Tom Brady was like, hey, I need you to wipe for me, would you do it, Matt? <laughs> With both have hands. <laughs> With both. Right? I At least checking. my quarterback crush is actually good. It's not Jimmy a crush. Garoppolo. He just went to the school that I went to, and I'm very proud that he won a Super Bowl MVP and beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's pretty no, cool. No, no. I said Jimmy Garoppolo. I said Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not even a – that's because he's an attractive human being. I'm just – I'm not saying he's so great at football. <laughs> so that's why you like him. reasons. I'm I, it, secure enough as a man to say I love the way he plays football and he's not ugly. Yes. And he's not ugly. Whatever. You're not winning this argument, Paige. <laughs> well, I I don't know why there's even an argument. I'm just saying he should have shook I his just, hand. I, I think see, it was disrespectful. I think, sh- I think he shouldn't have. I think it was disrespectful. Mello, Mello do you want to weigh in on this? If someone yeah, did that I to agree, Tom Brady. Paige. I think it was super really? petty. And Yeah, you are Tom Brady. You're Brady, the goat. you don't need to do that. Why can't you shake Nick Foles' hands? Thank like, you. Is I that really that's... bothering you? This guy, yeah. no offense, Paige, is way down on the totem no, pole. No, exactly. I agree. walk across the field and, and, and shake his hand. Because he, he did. You should say this guy's great. Like, that's what fuels you. Like, you have to mm-hmm. have a nemesis, especially when you're at the top. Like, you have to have a villain. Or Matt, you just like can't get past that you think he's super attractive and that's why you think he's good at football. Maybe. Maybe so. If I had but... a dollar. If I had a dollar. All right. Anyway. Now Nick we're Foles gonna, we're gonna suck, go. though. Okay, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> the games that I'm Paige, excited your about, games. guys. Are you ready? This is gonna yes. shock absolutely no one. My first one is Jags and Bengals because it's Joe Burrow <laughs> versus Trevor Lawrence. And I was there the last time. I don't think my playing. AirPods are working. Right? You said, what game? Did you? I'm so excited to see them play each other again. I don't care. You guys, for me, NFL games are about the players that I loved watching in college. And those are two of the best battle of the number one yeah. picks. I'm excited to watch them face off again. Is it going to be the best game? No. Um, fingers crossed. I, I mean, honestly, I just, I it's sentimental too, because that was the last game that I went to in 2020. Um, last like live sporting event. So I'm excited for those two to play each other again. And I think it'll be a cool narrative. 
I think the last time they played each other, there was more talent on the field than there's going to be this <laughs> There time. was. He's there's right. some similar talent. There's some similar talent because they're paired up with their guys again. Right. Yeah, so they brought maybe, some, but it's still so maybe it's Trevor, not good. maybe Trevor and Travis Etienne get their revenge game. I mean, it's there's. I'll say less this: like when Jerry there. Maguire left his agency and took Renee Zellweger with him, he's like, "Well, I got one person with me, so it's not a total loss." <laughs> right. And Tim Tebow. The Timo, coaching no, staffs were definitely better the last time we saw them play. Uh, you think so? Yeah, I would agree. Even you really think that. Um, I guess if Dabo wanted that Dabo is better Jaguars than job, he could have taken it. I think they're very equal, but I would rather have Orgron over Zach Taylor. Yeah. Well, that one's where it gets iffy for yeah. me. I think I Dabo think and Urban are very good. close. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, that's a good well, debate. I, what Ooh. he does. Like, I think Orgron is better as a college coach than Zach Taylor is as an NFL coach. That makes sense. But I also just like thought of a really good segment idea for another for summer months when we're trying to think of things to talk about football wise. I got a good one. Um, The second one, I wouldn't shake. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure I don't want to do that one because I don't need this getting blown up on the internet. Um, So uh, my next one is Bears at Rams because I think that at that point we will have seen enough of Andy Dalton in preseason to go with Justin Fields starting against the Rams and I feel like that will be a really what week cool week is that week one. Oh. I think he'll nice. be the starter by week one. Did you pick game. all week one games? Uh no, I don't think the Jags and Bengals is week one, but yeah, the Jets and Panthers so are are week one. Because it's like uh well, I was gonna I think pick the Texans and Jags week one. Yeah. yeah, well, I was right. gonna real shit show for you. Uh, yeah, I was gonna pick Bucks Pats, but I didn't want to talk about Tom Brady, which we ended up doing anyway. So I jinxed myself again Oops. when things I don't want to talk about. I shouldn't think that in my brain because I'm putting it out there and then it's happening. Um, but yeah, my last one is Jets at Panthers, just because I think it's kind of cool that we get to see um, Sam Darnold play against his old team, and maybe I think he's in a better situation now. And depending on how Zach Wilson pans out, I think it could be a really interesting game. And also the King. Panthers would be healthy. I like that. I like the revenge games or the, you know, the, the old matchups, like even Brady versus Belichick. Yeah. Now you get Darnold against the jets. I like it. Well, I'm and I also it. think too, like he's, like I said, I think he's in a way better situation now. And I don't think he's the like bust that everybody's making him out to be. Do I think he's going to be the next great quarterback? No, but I do think that we'll see a lot better things from him there. And it'll be on the jets, which will make me happy. Wait, do you not like the yeah. Jets? I just don't care for their fan base sometimes. Really? It's rough. Would you like to elaborate on that? I just feel like every I don't know, they just get like so upset and it's like people are allowed to make fun of you. You guys were bad. Like it get over it. Like it happens. Just like I take heat for the A's, like I don't handle it well, but I'm not tweeting about it and getting mad about people for saying the truth about my team. Yeah, you send text messages. Yeah, that right? I do cuz I, I think you're right. Like even with the Jets, I said it yesterday on radio. We were kind of talking about them. With their fan base, like they will be super critical of the Jets. And if you're a fan of the team, it's like, oh, I can talk shit on them. But as soon as I say, like, hey, this team's going to go seven and nine or six and ten, uh, the whole fan base is like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're actually really good. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right. just we exactly trying to share opinions, man. Yeah, well, I don't have right. anything against like the organization. Uh, I like their no, GM. Yeah. I like some of the draft picks, but. Somebody's got to be bad, and for the last couple of years, it has been the Jets. Like that's just factual. It's like, the, yeah. and they also like 
the fact that they like didn't get the number one overall pick and like could have been just like it's just such like a it's a fun thing to make fun of and like that was the narrative is that you mm-hmm. guys were gonna have it the whole year and then you didn't so i don't know yeah. i i try not to get too hateful towards people but that one just kind of annoys me because i feel like they get upset very easily they're sensitive like so are you saying you wouldn't shake their hand no i would shake their hands i would say good game good game good game good game i'm right. a professional good game good game i believe in good sportsmanship right <laughs> Same. Guys, uh, we're ready to answer some questions. Yeah, I think we are. Yep. Okay. Uh, we got to take it away. I'll do it. I'll do it, Mello. Don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> you worry. Say, I, the way our new setup is, I would have okay. to do this. <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay. Adjust the tip DM. Uh, this is a long one. We're ready to go. Um, I've been dating a girl for about a year and a half, and we're talking about moving in together. It'd be me, her, and her current roommate living in our place. I'd get a man cave, which is sweet. (laughs) I've been hesitant about the whole thing and brought up hesitation to her, and we talked about it, and we addressed it. Now she thinks that it's 100% set in stone that we we live together, but I'm still hesitant, and I'm not sure if I should talk about it with her again or just say I'm not ready yet or just go through with it because it's normal to be nervous about it. Any advice? So basically to summarize that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like he's moved into the place that they're in, but he doesn't think that he's moved in, but she's convinced they moved in together. Like that he's committed to it. Yeah. Like he's, she thinks he's a a yes and he's a maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I would clarify and maybe have the conversation. There's no harm in being nervous. I would say if you, are nervous that's a good thing you know you should be nervous that's a big deal but i think i don't think mm-hmm. you're ever 100 certain about those decisions but there's not just because you're nervous doesn't mean you don't want to do it so maybe like unpack that with her and have the conversation but definitely don't just like move in and not talk about the fact that you aren't 100 sure i would say if you're with, hesitant sorry go ahead Mel. moving in with somebody else like as a couple and then having a, an additional roommate yeah I think it's going to be a really tough, awkward situation. Yeah, I would. Unless it's an enormous house. Yeah. Yeah. I, it depends on where you guys live and if you have to, because this is in San Francisco, you like for sure need a roommate. You guys probably can't afford to live in a place that's just the two of you. <laughs> but um, until you get married and move out of the actual city um, or have a trust fund. Isn't it but, amazing um, that in American cities, you have to move out of them once you get married? Like, oh, only two people are going to live in this house. we got to move out of the city now. And you start like, paying for other people. You start paying for kids. So then, yeah, there's are expenses. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I do understand. But, Matt, what were you going to say about being hesitant? Um, kind of to your point of like, oh, hesitant doesn't mean you don't want to do it. But, like, I kind of think it does. Like, in my history, in my lifetime, if I haven't wanted to do something, I've known that I actually don't want to do this. So I would say if you're hesitant, you're hesitant for a reason. Like, it's not just that you're nervous about moving in with someone, probably. I would say you might need to investigate that. It sounds like they did talk about it. And, like, they addressed it. And now she's like, oh, we're moving in together. So my big thing is, like, don't do anything you don't want to do. I think is he hesitant about the fact that – is he hesitant about the fact that, like, there's another roommate that lives there or just moving in together? Because it sounds like this is more about the roommate. That was my question. Is, like, it oh. – I don't know if – I mean, there's a lot of time That's a here. good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Are you hesitant a, because it'll be a three, you know, three people situation or are you hesitant because you don't want to live with this girl yet? Yeah. No, I just think that sometimes that kind of stuff is scary. As someone who, like, gets – 
nervous about things, I know that sometimes I just have to like face the fear and like you said, unpack it. Maybe don't ignore that that's the case. That's why I said have the conversation, but yeah. So that was a long-winded way of saying, maybe you should talk to her about it. Yeah. All right. Um, our next question is from Brett, and he said, maybe Farb, I don't know. Which city would you like to see get a professional franchise? My answer is Nashville. I guess baseball, because they have <laughs> – yeah, So Nashville has two. <laughs> and a yeah. hockey team. I'm with you uh, on the baseball one. And I know that there was a lot of traction for the A's and moving to Nashville – uh, I think the Tampa Bay Rays need to get out of Tampa, and they should be the team that moves to Nashville. I think the A's are going to Vegas. I think Nashville should get the Rays. Nobody goes to Rays games. Like, let's do something about this. They've had some really good teams, kind of like the A's. I mean, you've had some good teams, and people aren't showing up to the park. So it's probably time for both of those organizations to move. Nashville, definitely. I think Austin, Texas has been a really popular one. As far as baseball goes or football, Hell, even basketball, like it's kind of right there in between like Houston and San Antonio. Dallas isn't too far away. So I wonder what the fan bases would look like right there with teams already being established. I think that's the problem. The population is definitely big enough. There's enough money there. Right. But they're like the, those fan bases are established already. So I would love to see Nashville get a baseball team. I would love to see Kansas City get a basketball team. Like that's very yeah. high on my list. You know, we've heard before about teams moving. Kansas City should be at the top of that. It's a great basketball area. There's already an arena, the T-Mobile Center, right downtown. So I think Kansas City makes a lot of sense for basketball. Um, that arena is yeah, very like, nice. I did go to, yeah. to a basketball game there. It's very nice. With football, like I feel like we have like the teams in the right places right now with football. I know everyone's always like, give Portland a team. I don't like – do people in Portland I, – I actually don't know. I've never been. I'll be there in a couple weeks. Do people in Portland care enough about professional sports to put – a football team there or a baseball team there. Like I imagine it's beautiful. So, yes. I can't wait to go, but they like, so, but are they all Seahawks fans? So mm. if you put a team in Portland, how does that work? Yeah, no, I understand yeah. that a lot of them are Seahawks fans, but I do think if they had their own team, but like Portland trailblazer fans are die hard. Like that place yeah, sells out true. always. And also their soccer team is really good. And so they, their men's soccer team that's there, they're, it's packed every single time as well. So they are yeah, a big sports good. city. So I would say yes. I think like, I think it's weird because too, I think that uh, Seattle wants obviously a basketball team back. And I just don't understand the point of like why we thought Oklahoma City was like a good place to plop one. I don't know. Maybe that's, I don't want to throw some because shade. Because they but... had good attendance for half of a season. Yeah. And I, they do do a good job of filling it up still. Those okay. fans are pretty passionate about it, but I still I hate like the logo, the color scheme. Even when Kevin Durant was there, and I, I, it was hard for me to root for them. It's hard for me to root for them yeah. after the way they treated Kevin Durant. It's a business. Get over it. Don't dress up as a cupcake and don't say shit to his mom. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, guys. All right, our last question of the day is from Dan, and he said, "Which division has the best group of quarterbacks, and which has the worst?" Oh, wow. Uh, I think the easy answer for best might be the AFC, AFC. West. Really? I was going to say North. Okay, so maybe. It I just figured that, you know, Mahomes, Herbert, and I was Carr, say, and Luck. I mean, it depends. In like, yeah. in like five years from now, it could be the AFC East. I don't think so. I think the AFC East would be a bottom feeder right now. Yeah. Just just because they're so young. AFC South, That's what I mean. probably the worst. Yeah. Right? 
Like, I think it has hey, to be. Yeah, yeah that's a dumpster yeah, that's, fire. Yeah. That's the worst. That's like, yeah. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> could be good, but the AFC South. You don't even know who that, the quarterback of the Texans is. But like, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't bring that up. I mean, that's sort of kind of like the East in terms like, of the Bills. It, the but. best quarterback in the AFC South might be Ryan Tannehill. Probably not uh, even yeah. might be. I think it just is. Yeah. So going into the season with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he he's going to be great, yeah. I'm sure, but still. Rookie, I'm not a Carson so. Wentz guy, as we all know. You're not. So, <laughs> no. Right. You were. Shocking. Yeah. I don't know, the best. AFC North, I think a lot of people would say that one needs to be up there. Ben Roethlisberger is old and as soon as you leave. strong. You know, Wilson, Stafford, you got question marks with Russ, uh, with Kyler Murray Kyler. and question mark with Trey Lance. So I'll tell you, the NFC North is sneaky strong. Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, maybe, Kirk Cousins, and then Justin Fields. Sneaky strong. Sneaky strong, just like me. Yep. All right, well, we are going to end our show right there. I hope okay. you look to see uh, Mellow Flex on us, and I hope this episode made you in a better mood and Mellow in a better mood. Uh, please follow <laughs> us on Two Guys, A Girl Pod everywhere. Um, leave your comments, and also don't forget those donations, guys, because we're going to head up some <laughs> NFL games, apparently. The tickets are outrageous, so um, we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>